Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Odin's Movie Blog. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? What is going on, my people? We got Blake Hemlow in here. Tina is here as well. We got Tommy. What is going on? We got Laura, Ryan Soulmine, fan fiction story, The Senate, Hyperin. What's going on, everybody? How is it going? How is it going? Let's go back a little bit further. Dark Ness was in here. Uh, Isabel Brokaw was here as well. Biffy Tannen was in here also earlier in the chat. Dark, uh, rather, Death Knight, one, two, three. Hello, people. She says, what's going on, man? Bruce, my man, Bruce, what is going on? Good, sir. How art thou? How art thou doing? How art thou? Laura says, Peanut Butter Falcon was very uplifting, great acting and cinematography, but it was set in my home state of North Carolina, so now I'm homesick. Well, I'm glad to hear that it was very good. I, I remember seeing the trailer for it and thinking to myself, it's an odd career choice, I feel, with everything that's been going on with Shia LaBeouf lately. I, I, I It was kind of odd to see him make that kind of a career choice there and actually be in a movie. Uh, it's been a while. At least it seems like it's been a while. So I'm glad to hear that it was good. I'm glad to hear that it was uh, good acting because he is a good actor. Like, let me just put it out there. I think that Shia LaBeouf is a very, I like saying Shia LaBeouf, by the way. Um, <laughs> I think he's a very talented actor. He's crazy. He's crazy. I'll get, I'll get out. But he is a pretty good actor nonetheless. Senate's here. Slim Hippo is here. Stream Elements, what's going on? What is going on? What is going on? What's going on? Rhinos, what's going on, Rhinos? Author, author, Stephen Walton, I might be gay for Odin's beard, he says. Well, author, Stephen Walton, Stephen Walton, what's going on, man? It was great to have you on uh, Friday Night Tights the other day. It was a lot of fun talking with you, good sir. Hope everything is going well. Stephanie B is here. Hey, what's going on, Stephanie B? My other Valkyrie is here. We got a full house of the Valkyrie tonight. How are you doing? How art thou doing? We got Hammer in here. Nomads, cheap and nerdy. What's going on, Nomads? I've got that cheap and nerdy. Gonna be that cheap and nerdy. Alex McCarthy says, Howdy, Odin. How's it going? I'm sneak listening to the live stream while the wife and I have John Wick Marathon. Damn the high table, I say. Yes, damn the high table. It's going to be interesting to see where they take the story in John Wick Chapter 4 because John Wick Chapter 3, whoo, man. Such a damn good film. So congratulations to a couple of my Subscribestar members who actually won digital copies of the film. Uh, so Darkstar57, if you're watching right now, uh, check your email uh, because you uh, are going to be getting... Uh, you already got the copy. You should have already gotten the copy. And then we had an issue because the other winner is from Canada. And luckily, I was able to work something out with him, but not without trying and you know giving an iTunes. And then the iTunes didn't work. And oh, it was this whole thing. But we we got him the copy, though. We we got him the copy, and or at least the ability to get the copy using that Canadian money, using those Canadian pesos. Uh, so congratulations to you, good sir. But that means that I do have a couple of codes uh, still at my right side. Hmm. How is everyone doing over on the DLive? What is going on, DLive peeps? How is it going? How is it going? We got Captain K-Man over there. Captain K-Man, what's going on? You're like the only one in there right now. It's a slow night over on DLive. How is it going, Captain K-Man? You are freaking awesome. You are freaking awesome. Yivo is here as well. What's going on, man? Super Anime Gamer says, Greetings, good sir. I am Whale. Just wait, just chilling out on this fine Saturday. You, I'm doing just fine too, man. I tell you, it's been a, it's been a pretty good day, pretty pretty chill day. With uh, Despite the fact that we've been without water for most of the day. So we were without water from yesterday morning until this morning. And even then, it was very slow getting back. It wasn't until maybe about, what, 12 or 1 p.m. or so that we finally had water back so that I could actually shower. So it was a wonderful feeling when I could finally do that. But even then, we were still under a boil water advisory, which we might still be under. So I still got my bottled water here because, obviously, I don't want to take any. Anytime I hear about all the crap that can go into water during a boiled water advisory, like flesh-eating amoeba or brain-eating 
amoebas things. I'm like, mm, yeah, I'm not going to play around with that. I think I'll keep it safe. I'll, I'll have my bottled water. Thank you very much. Seahawk Scott. Whoa, man. Thank you so much. Thank you for the $20 super chat. Says, yo, Odin. How the hell are you? Disney salt is very bitter. Oh, it's very bitter indeed. The salt that I'm referring to, though, has to do with some conversations I was having with some people earlier and are still actually having with some people behind the scenes. It's been fun. <laughs> Throwing salt can be a very fun thing to do. So tonight is going to be a somewhat salty with just a dash, a pinch of salt every now and then, which is something that we always have in this channel, but it's going to be good that we're going to have it like in the forefront, in the title. You know you're going to get a little salt tonight. You're going to get a little salt tonight. If there's any salt that you need to get off your chest, this is the place to do it. This is the salt stream, everybody. This is the salty stream. So if you've got something that you want to say, go ahead and say it, and I'll read it. Within reason, of course. Don't, don't be uh, cursing up a storm, because obviously I, have to, I would have to censor you in that way. Uh, but if you have any salt, let me know. Let me know. Alzheimer says, and to quote the great Winston, manager of the Continental, Civis uh, Pachem, Parabellum. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. There's so many reasons why I love John Wick. Uh, having Latin in it might be one of those reasons, but <laughs> I just think it's great. I think everything about it is freaking fantastic. Bruce says, I made a list of movies I've seen. Uh, I've seen you. Does it look complete or did I miss something that I've sent? Oh, that I've sent you. Where is that list? Where is the list? I, I don't have my email open up now, so I don't know if you sent it through there or not. Let me know. So it says, great stream last night. You and Mahler are funny. Well, thank you, Senate. I appreciate it. It was it was definitely a fun stream. You know, the only downside when it comes to streams like that, when it's so many people, is that it's so hard because I'm the type of person where I don't want to talk over people. You know, I don't want to own the conversation. And so there are things that I want to say, but then I don't want to step over anybody. So I'm holding back and then I find my moment and I think that it's there and I think that I'm the only one that's going to talk and then someone else talks and I feel bad. So I pull back. And, uh, yeah, so it's fun, though. It's fun. We had a really great crowd, a uh, very good uh, group last night. It was really cool uh, talking to uh, to a couple of people that I'd never talked to before. I mean, I think I'd been on a stream with Mahler before. I want to say he was on a Friday Night Tight stream or another one of those giant council streams that I was on uh, at one point in time. But I've never actually talked to him directly, so it was cool to have him chat because when he was off the stream for a little bit, when we had someone else on there, he was in the chat still listening, and so we were having a little text conversation back and forth. So it was really fun. He's a really cool dude, and uh, I would like to talk with him more often. Though, I will say this much. I would never want to do a stream with him because then 20 hours later, I would just be dead, and <laughs> I just don't think I'd be able to take it. But it's always great hearing his perspective on all these things. Uh, Yivo says, are you a fan of Drunken Uncle? He says, Le Bouf, too. I've never heard Drunken Uncle. No, so I get the pronunciation Le Bouf. Other than the fact that many people think I'm a secret Canadian because of the way I say uh, I'm sorry, which, again, as I've explained before, comes from a TV show. Uh, the, my pronunciation of LaBeouf comes from a actually a, a musical that's on YouTube. It's called A Very Potter Musical. And there's a part where the guy that plays Ron, Ron Weasley, he's talking about Shia. And he at one point goes, like, like Shia LaBeouf. And I'm just, I love it. I love the pronunciation. It's fun to say Shia LaBeouf and not Shia LaBeouf. It's fantastic. Riff Mangos. Thank you very much, Riff Mangos, for the $5 donation through Streamlabs. Says, hello, Odin. I hope you're well. It was nice seeing you and Gary on the same stream yesterday. Oh, it's been so much fun. It's been so great to be a regular on the, uh, you know, on the Friday Night Tight streams. I'm hoping that we can have kind of like a smaller one at some point in the future because I like having people on. I, can, I think there's a lot of really cool things that we can do with that. But it is harder, right? It is harder because all of us want to have, you know, all of us want to say something. All of us want to share something on various topics. And then it, it sometimes, you know, we, we don't want to step over each other either. So it'd be fun to have a like a small, like a like a palate cleanser stream, you know, 
where, you know, we, we, it's just it's just a few of us or I don't know. Or maybe we, we limit it so where, you know, we have a rotation going on because I don't mind. I don't mind tagging out if the conversation is going to be comic related because I know nothing about comics. I am a comic noob. And so if there was someone that was comics you know oriented and was like, you know, comics uh, expert, I would say, OK, no, no, please, <laughs> please take take my spot. But I think that having a smaller rotation might be better. So we'll see what's going on. But again, it's Gary's show at the end of the day. So whatever Gary wants to do, I'm perfectly fine with. I am fine with the large streams. I'm fine either way. It's just one of those things where a little variation can sometimes be a good thing. That's my only thought. Super says, Shia is actually in two movies this year. He did Peanut Butter Falcon and a weird one called Honey Boy. Honey Boy's not out yet, but it got great reception at TIFF. Okay, I gotcha. I think I remember hearing about that at one point. Bruce says, oops, here. The Naked Prey, Akira, Tank Girl, The Man Who Killed Don Quixote, Captain Marvel times two. Captain Marvel times two. I'm trying to think of anything else. You also sent me two copies because we were emailing. You sent me two copies of, what was it called again? Stargate. Right, yeah, because I know you said, yeah. So you sent me Stargate too, the Steelbook for Stargate. So that was the other movie. That was the one movie you missed. So fun story about that. So I was emailing with uh, with Bruce back and forth, and he had mentioned about the Stargate one because he didn't know where the extra one ended up. And I said, oh, I'd given it away because I didn't know who had given it to me at the time because it didn't come with a name on it. Like the first one did with Bruce, and so that's when I shouted Bruce out the first time when he sent it to me. And then when the second one came, I thought, oh, did someone else just randomly send the movie saying, oh, Ode's never seen Stargate before. Let me send it his way. And so I was like, oh, well, thank you very much. And so I ended up giving it away through Subscribestar. And he was kind of upset because he was like, oh, I didn't know. And I was like, I'm so sorry, man. I'm sorry. I didn't know. There was no name on the second one, I swear. <laughs> you know, I always read through those notes, and I always shout out anyone. If you ever send me anything, and there's a note in there that tells me who sent it or anything like that, I have no problem reading those things because I appreciate anything. You know, it's you the one that's sending it out, so I feel it's the very least that I can do. Blake A. Helmer says, Did you hear the news about Disney CEO Bob Iger resigned from the Apple Board of Directors? I did. It makes a lot of sense, Blake, to be honest, because remember, they just announced their streaming service, which is set to go live around the same time Disney Plus goes live, maybe a little bit later around the same time, and they're offering it for a cheap price, $5. The big difference, of course, is Disney service is going to have the entire Disney, or at least most of the Disney library, and as the months go on, we'll add more and more content, right? So for what I know about the Apple announcement, because I, I read through some of it, there it's just going to be their original shows. So it's going to be a lot of content, like they're actually producing a lot of original shows, but it's all just new shows. There's no there's no standard shows that they're going to get. There's no reruns that they're going to be able to watch or to binge through. It's going to be basically all new content, which some of you might like if you're especially a part of the Apple ecosystem already. And maybe some of the shows are going to be interesting to you. I know there's a couple on there. I'm like, oh, you know what? That that could be interesting. That could that could be very interesting indeed. But at the same time, too, I just I don't really feel the need to get another streaming service because there, there's been some really great stand up comedy that's been done in the age that we live in now, in 2019 especially. And one of the jokes that always comes up, and I think there's so much truth to it, is, oh my gosh, there is now a streaming service for everything, and now you're getting to the point now where you're paying, oh yeah, so don't worry about spending for cable, where you're spending 100 bucks a month, just instead pay for a 1,000 different streaming services that all add up to around $100 a month, but hey, at least you've cut the cord. <laughs> you've cut the cord of basic cable, but you know what? Now you got all this extra content. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. So no, it makes sense that he, uh, that Bob Iger did indeed resign from the board of directors at Apple because it's competition now. And apparently there was a disagreement over it. So I'm wondering if they, you know, obviously he, as a board, board member, he would have known, and he would have known something about the streaming service, but I'm wondering if there were some discrepancies there or anything like that. Uh, Laura, thank you very much for the $2 super chat. She says, oh, they had a trailer for Honey Boy today. Weird. Mmm, interesting. How was it? 
What did you think of it, Laura? Let me know in the chat. Let me know in the chat. And Captain K-Man, I'm so sorry that you're the only one over there on DLive, but hey, it means you get the chat all to yourself. So if you want to have some fun with some random gifts, man, you, you go right ahead. You go right ahead and have all the fun you want over there, my friend. Have all the fun you want. I saw Dimanjani in here. Dimanjani, what's going on, bruv? How's it going? Antoinette's here. What's going on? Seventh Wheel. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Peter Sharon. Sharon. Peter Sharon, what's going on? Michael Martinez says, so Paul Faggy is going to direct a universal monster film. I think that's a bad idea. Uh, so Paul Feige. I'm trying to think about what other things. Obviously, we know, uh, you know, we know one fight. So Paul, Paul Feig. That's right. He, I always say, every time now, I say Kevin Feige. But Paul Feig is someone a little bit different, right? Paul Feig is not the same person. But is that even how the, how the name is spelled? Paul Feig? There's Kevin. Why? Where's Paul? I know it's Paul something. I know who you're talking about. Isn't he the one that did... Oh, my goodness. Who was the one that did Ghostbusters 2016? I think that was the guy that you're talking about. Ghostbusters 2016. What is his actual name? Yeah, Paul Feig. Okay, yeah, so F-E-I-G. That's what it is. Paul F-E-I-G. Yeah, I mean, I think that him doing any movie at this point is not a good thing. So he's going to do a Universal Monster film. So I know that my Valkyrie Tina is going to have a lot to say about that because if there's anyone that knows anything about monster films, let alone classic Universal Monster films, it is Tina because she is our channel historian. And that's why I think that she should start her own channel, like history, movie history channel, because I think that she would do a wonderful job with it. She always does a wonderful job when she's on our Patreon streams. And it's always great to know because, again, I learn something new every single stream because of Tina, because she is that knowledgeable. But, yeah, Ghostbusters 2016 was uh, the last major film that he had. Let me go ahead and decide if I can dump into this IMDb so that way I can try and pull up what film he's likely to get. But, you know, he, he actually has had – you know, he, he's not the worst director in the world. I will say this much. As much as Ghostbusters 2016 is indeed terrible, it's not the worst thing because, let's see, he did an episode of Freaks and Geeks, which was actually a pretty good show. I really liked it a lot. He did 15 episodes of The Office, and there are a lot of people that love that. Uh, from, tw- uh, from what is it, 2005? No, he said 15 episodes. So he did episodes in 2009, and he did uh, the 2011 episode, Goodbye, Michael, and also some 2005 episodes. So he's actually almost, uh, most seasons, he actually had at least one episode. So, you know, obviously a lot of people like The Office. So he's not, again, he's not garbage director. The Heat was actually a really good film. That was actually a good use of Melissa McCarthy. I actually really liked that film. Spy also liked it too, mostly because of <laughs> uh, mostly because of the cast. Because I'm sorry, anytime that I'm going to have, oh my goodness, I, I'm blanking out on these people. Jason Statham, that's who. So Jason Statham has a great supporting role in that film, and every time he's on screen, it's always like, "Oi, I'm gonna go over there, and then what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna punch her in the face, and then after I punch her in the face, then I'm gonna take off her, I'm gonna take off her shoes, and then after I take off her shoes, I'm gonna take him and I'm gonna hit her in the head with her shoes." That's Jason Statham in the movie, and every single time he's on screen, it's fantastic. So as I said. I stand by it, right? I stand by the fact that he is actually uh, not a terrible director. And also, did not know this. Did you know that Paul Feig was in Heavyweights? He was an actor in Heavyweights, which is one of the greatest films of all time. So I don't hate the guy. I do not hate the guy. Ghostbusters 2016 sucked, and the defense of that movie sucked, but he himself, um, he, he has some potential. So we'll see. 
We'll see. Now, if he tries to Ghostbusters 2016 a universal flick, well, then obviously I think that's going to suck. But if he is able to somehow bring... The only problem I would have, I guess, is that he doesn't. he's not really known for doing serious films. And universal monster films should not be like these comedic portrayals, right? They shouldn't be rom-com, uh, comedic, or even action-type films. They should be more scary and dark. And I don't know if he's got that potential, right? I, I've never, I didn't see anything on the list, at the very least, to indicate that he would be able to actually handle that kind of a project. So it should be interesting, nonetheless, right? We got some, we got some life over on DLive, finally. Captain Larry's over. Captain Larry 2001 says, No one's alone, Captain Larry 2001. What's going on? I mean, we got the K-Man and Captain Larry dropping those gifts in there. It's a party over there right now. Hybernex13 says, Hey, dude. Adam from Your Movie Sucks channel gave Joker a 7 out of 10, quite rare for him to give a good rating and reliable to a bit excited now. Well, that's good to hear. It's always good to hear when people that we trust start to give ratings and start to give reviews because it seems to build more credibility to things that we are assuming to be true, right? Uh, The big thing, of course, with me is the fact that now you've got this new crop, and I did a video on it, you have these new crop of reviews coming out dealing with the Joker, and it's giving it a really bad review. They're, they're giving it terrible reviews, but every single review when you read it goes into how it's a political movement. Like, every single one of these so-called critics is revealing that their review is politically motivated, that they don't like it because of X. They don't like it because of Y. And, and X and Y have nothing to do with the film other than, oh, it's, oh my gosh, no, you can't, oh my gosh, the film, it, 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 it just, it, it, it does such a job of showing the inside of, of a white man's mind, and there's toxic masculinity, and oh my gosh, we just can't take the toxic masculinity anymore, it's terrible, we can't handle it. And all they're doing is just exposing their bias, and it's great, because now, it's now more clear than ever it was before. Senate. What's going on, man? Tina says, I watched Thunderball on Pluto's TV's James Bond channel and did some readings, so something salty going on I've missed. Uh, it was a Twitter. Uh, there was some Twitter stuff going on right now, and I'm still in a chat on Twitter uh, with a bunch of really cool people. It's a really gigantic chat that normally, and if any of them are watching, they, <laughs> they, might, uh, they might enjoy this. I, I usually have the chat on mute, and the only reason why is because there's about 30 people in the chat. And so it's just going on all hours of the day, including when I'm at work. And so usually I have to have it on mute because otherwise my phone would just be blowing up. But I, I finally jumped in today because of stuff going on on Twitter uh, because there was, uh, yeah, there was some salt being thrown around. There was some salt being thrown around. And if you need, if you need to dive into the deets on that, you can dive into my Twitter. You can dive into it because I don't want to give any, any I don't want to say any person's names because I don't think, I don't think they're worth giving that attention to like in a, in a direct way. By, by mentioning the name on my channel. Whatever. <laughs> oh, purified water is a wonderful thing. Super Anime Gamer says, Oh, and speaking of Disney salt, did you see the news that Bob Iger left? Okay, I got that one already. <laughs> I got that one already. Read the, read the chat, people. Come on. I'm kidding. Gmonkey76 says, Hello. My brother just bought a house. As my mom was helping him clean, she found brie cheese in the fridge. She said, Nobody likes brie, and she threw it away. I almost died laughing. That is amazing, and I wish it was filmed, because that is just hilarious. I already gave my thoughts on Apple TV, so I'm going to go ahead and sip, uh, skip Super's comment. Uh, Captain Winkster says, Hail all, Father. I'm back from my hiatus. How is life? I am doing fine. Hope you are doing fine as well. Glad to have you back. Laura says, I really enjoy the Friday night streams, but I've always felt having over three peeps on a stream is hard to do. It's very hard to do, right? Like, for us, whenever we do the Patreon streams, we always, or at least my mindset is always, 
it's going to be more structured, right? Where, okay, we're going to start with a question. Let's go with you. Let's go with you. Let's go with you. And luckily, because we tend to have about, you know, three or four people, it's easy for us to do that, right? Because then we are very easy. And we're very good, too, I think, about not stepping on people's toes and allowing people to speak, you know, for as much time as they need to. Uh, but it was funny because I was watching a stream, and this has something to do with what was going on today. But I had a stream the other day, or rather, I was I was watching a stream earlier today, and I'm still in the process of watching it, where it was a stream that we had on on the Geeks and Gamers channel almost almost a year ago. It's crazy how much time how fast time flies. So it was almost a year ago, and it was a it was the stream in which we brought Matthew K to Sean because I had just interviewed him, and, and Matthew K started to blow my mind because he was like, "Hey, look." I don't have any inside sources, and I don't claim to have any inside sources like some other people claim to. Salt, salt, salt. And so all I can do is speak from my own experience because he did indeed work in Hollywood. He, he worked as a writer. He actually did a movie with Jeremy Renner. So someone that is not like upper echelon, right? And he's never claimed to be, but someone who has experience in the industry. I mean, to me, if you are even the lighting guy on a movie in Hollywood with you know people that are you know now big time or were big time, whatever... To me, that gives you some credence of credibility when it comes to you knowing how the industry works in some extent. I'm not an expert on movie theaters. I've never run a movie theater, but I worked in one for three years. And so that's why whenever I speak about it, I say, look, I'm not an expert, but I can speak from my experiences. And that's all that Matthew was trying to do. And so in that stream, he was trying to say, yeah, I don't think Kathleen Kennedy's gone. There really is no evidence to suggest it. And the people that are saying, oh, we have the evidence, we have the contracts, we have this, we have that. They, they couldn't really show it, you know? And then obviously, well, we can't show our sources. <laughs> what, are you, what are you thinking? <laughs> But then they they turned out to be wrong because they she was supposed to have been gone you know months ago right and then it never happened and so going back and watching that stream though and it's still it's on the D Day Cobra so it's on Jeremy's second channel D Day Cobra if you want to watch it just look up uh, the Matthew Cadis stream there was like eight of us like it was a gigantic panel you want to talk about you know stepping on people's toes that stream had a lot of it, it was mostly because some people were cutting off people constantly and it was quite annoying but it was uh, it's a trip. Because looking at it through our year later lenses, you're like, oh, Matthew was actually right about a lot of things. And we now move. Now we know more, a lot more about some of the other people on that stream. Tina says, Jeremy came into the chat an hour or so after you left. I lost track of the time with them. Oh, yeah. So when I was going to bed, I, I pulled the chat back up. And then all of a sudden, because I'm in a group chat with Jeremy for Geeks and Gamers. And so at one, so literally I, I checked my phone and then boom, there it is. And it's, it's Jeremy asking to, to be let on the stream. And I'm like, of course, Jeremy comes on when I'm not there. John Madden's back. John Madden says, uh, I'm not sure why Disney thinks casting Professor X Magneto as black as whole is black as woke. Magneto is a Jew and they're historically the most oppressed group of people. Yeah. I mean, Hey, I, I, <laughs> I hear you. I hear you on that one. I think there's certain characters where they're very clearly, uh, you know, the character's history is very rooted in something, right? It would be like saying, okay, Black Panther is traditionally from Africa, right? Well, there's technically people in, in South Africa that are white. And so therefore, why not? Why can't we do that? Obviously, most of us would say no. That's, that's ridiculous. That's not what the character's history is. With Magneto, he's Jewish. And even though there are Jewish people that might have different backgrounds of where they might be from, Judaism itself, at least when you talk about it from a cultural and religious standpoint, is, is a pretty specific group of people, right? It's not like something I can go and say, oh, I want to become a Jewish person. I want to go to synagogue. I want to be baptized into your faith. It doesn't work in the same way that Christianity does. You have to spend years and years and years to even be brought in. And even then, you're still not fully seen in the same light. Other than, you know, except unless you were, of course, culturally brought in. You know? Uh, author Stephen Walton says, What movie do you love the other that other people hate? Um, 
Ooh. I guess some of the movies I mentioned earlier from Paul Feig, uh, from Paul, uh, from Paul Feig. I think it's Paul Feig, I guess is how you pronounce it. So things like Spy, things like The Heat. I think there's some people that might hate it overall. There's a really great movie that just came out, which I think more people are going to start to love when they actually start to watch it. And it's called The Fanatic. And it is hilarious. It's this decade's version of Tommy Wiseau's The Room. Uh, it's directed by Fred Durst. Uh, if you don't know who that is, uh, you've probably heard of Limp Biscuit. So the lead singer of Limp Biscuit directed the movie. <laughs> Um, and it stars John Travolta, and it's amazing in so many different ways. And I know that critics are going to hate it, but it's a it's meant to be. It's hard to tell. You can tell that they they thought the movie was a lot more serious than it actually ended up being. It was pretty interesting. Hybrid X thirteen, what's going on, bro? How is it going? Uh, he says random news. Earth flatter Earth flatters. In 2020, want to raid Antarctica, believing it to be an ice wall for Earth. Rip Area 51 raid. No! Oh, I'm sure both can coexist together. We can have crazy on all sides of the Earth, right? Captain Wingster says, Odin, are you excited for the streaming wars? Um, Yes and no, right? I- I'm excited because more content, more services means more competition. More competition tends to drive down prices, and so it could end up being good for the viewer. But when all the streaming services are all in the same woke camp... It's hard to really find someone that I want to cheer for. Mike Martinez says, I got John Wick 3 on 4K a few days ago. Nice, dude. It is a beautiful, 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 beautiful edition. And uh, congratulations. I still need to watch the actual 4K copy myself. But I know that the packaging alone is wonderful. At least for the Steelbook. The Steelbook is wonderful. All right. Chat jumped on me. So let's go ahead and find where we were. Luckily, no chats were skipped because we have a smaller crowd than usual tonight. But you know what? I'm okay with that, especially on a salty stream. Grandmaster says, what do you think about the news for the Old Republic film? I think if they gender swap Raven, the EU most loved uh, person, nothing they say will make fans go to the theater. Okay. So once again, hard for me to read (laughs) some of that because of words and I know language barriers. It's okay. Uh, but as as far as Raven film and then gender swap, if they gender swap the main character, then, yeah, they're going to get giant backlash from any fans of the EU. No d- question about it. The one other character other than, like, Jeru Sebaoth that I hear the most about, I would say, as being some people's own and Mara Jade would be characters like Raven. And obviously that's a book that I've been recommended. Like, people have recommended that to me a lot as, as something to read next when I finally have time to read again or, for me, listen to the audiobook version. But, yeah, if they do that, I think it would be terrible. And also, the only news I heard was that there is a rumor going around that they are thinking of bringing in a certain director who did a terrible job, (laughs) Ava DuVernay, who did a terrible job with A Wrinkle in Time. It was one of the worst films of the year. It was also one of the biggest bombs of the year from Disney, of all things. So my hope and prayer is that they remember what she did to Wrinkle in Time. They remember how much money they lost for that movie, and then they say, "Oh yeah, we can't have this. We can't have her back." She's also some of the one of the worst persons in the world. She she blocked me on Twitter. Speaking of which, I'm wearing my famous shirt today. Uh, it, it's got Chuck Wendig on it. My my favorite person, and it says, "If you're not blocked by Chuck Wendig on Twitter, you're doing something wrong." Because seriously, he's crazy. He's crazy. Also, he tried to get this shirt banned because his face was on it. And it's like. <laughs> Good luck with that. Good luck with that. Superman Emmy Gamer says, Apple TV is going to be interesting. Don't know too much about them, but apparently they picked up Ronald D. Moore to make a show for them, and that's cool. And again, I think the shows, the lineup that they have has some pretty big-name actors on there. So it, it could be good. Stephanie B. says, oh, hi, oh, hi, Stephanie B. 
Tina says, Paul Feig did Bridesmaids. That's the only one of the movies I've seen I like. And Ghostbusters 2016. So yeah, I listed off a couple of the other ones that he did. I did not like Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids was incredibly overrated in so many different ways. And I, I stand by that. The only funny part of the movie, literally the only funny part that I actually laughed at, is anything with Melissa McCarthy, specifically the scene with the dogs. When she steals all the puppies, that had me laughing. But that's because I love dogs. Tina says, I already did Odin Question on Josiah's channel. Did you really? <laughs> nice. Uh, let's see. Laura says, Shia and Dakota Johnson had good romantic chemistry. Shia has come a long way since Transformers. Instead of awkward, he came off as endearing. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, he has. I know that a lot of people speak about his performance in Fury. And I own Fury, and I haven't watched it yet. But I've heard excellent things about his performance there. And then, of course, I think he's had it since Disturbia. If you've never watched Disturbia, it's it's a poor man's version of uh, Rear Window. Like, that's really what it is. It's not a great, it's not as good of a version as Rear Window as, of course, the, the classic uh, Hitchcock himself could do. But I would say for a modern interpretation of it, it was actually pretty good. It actually wasn't bad. And Shia LaBeouf was a big part of that, and he was actually pretty good. Uh, Tina says, Paul Feig did some Office episodes. Holy crap, I'm shocked. I love The Office. Well, there you go. So again, he, he's not he's not completely terrible. Catherine Wingser says, Odin, I think you're thinking of Spy with Jason Statham, not Heath. No, I said Spy. If I said Heath by accident, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I meant Spy. He was in Spy. He was not in the Heat. He was definitely not in the Heat. Bruce says, I watched Grace Randolph and she is saying, Idris Elba will be playing someone other than Deadshot, leaving the door open for Will Smith to return as Deadshot if he chooses to. Ah, eh, yeah. And you know what? I'm... I'm just kind of over Will Smith, to be honest. I hope he doesn't. I'd, I'd rather have Idris Elba there. But if they're not going to have Idris Elba come into that role, then I'd, I don't know. I just don't have any interest in it. What's going on over at Dayla Peeps? Captain K-Man, thank you so much for the three ice cream donation. And Death Knight123, thank you very much for the follow over there. I appreciate it very, very much so. Remember that you're, if you're over on D-Live and you have a question or comment, if you're on D-Live, make sure you put at Odin at the beginning of your comments. So that way I know you're trying to get my attention. And if you're over on YouTube, just put Odin question, all one word. And it'll pop up orange, and then I can know you're trying to get my attention over there. Michael Martinez says, I've been hearing so many great things about Joker for the most part. I want to watch it now. I want to see it opening night. I have so many high hopes for it. When critics start to bash it because of political reasons, that means it's a good movie. That means that it probably does not have an agenda. That means that they're trying to find one because that's the age we live in. We live in 2019, and everything has to be 2019, and it's ridiculous. I'm so sick and tired of it. And and then, unfortunately, 2020 is not going to be much better because it's just going to get, I mean, the culture war is, if you think the culture war is crazy now, just wait until 2020. Wait until the election starts to go into full swing. Wait until all these movies that they've had planned because it's an election year come out. It's going to be awful. Hollywood is going to be insufferable next year, even more so than it is now. Let's see. Laura says, how the holy heck do you make an unfunny movie? like Ghostbusters, with three of the funniest women in the biz, take that, <laughs> that, that takes talent, says Laura. Yes, I agree. It takes a lot of talent to have three of the funniest women in Hollywood, you're right, make a bad movie. I, I absolutely agree with you there. <laughs> uh, though I will say this much, as far as all the, all the uh, characters in the film, I, I do think that, uh, oh, what is it? Uh, oh my goodness, what is her name? Uh, it's like McKenna, right? Or so, oh, no, 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 no. What is it? It's uh, let's see, Ghostbusters. It's the SNL. And don't put it in the chat because I I'm just not gonna see it in time. So just just let me do it, okay? Let me do it by myself. Let me do it by myself. 
Oh my goodness, my phone. Oh my goodness, my, my phone just started talking to me. Hold on. Well, that was weird. My phone just randomly started saying, hey, we're going to play this right now for you. Don't you love it? All right, but anyway, so talking about, talking about this guy. So Kristen Wiig, to me, is extremely overrated. She's not funny. She was funny at one point in time on SNL, and then she kept playing the same exact character nonstop, and then she became unfunny. Melissa McCarthy, to me, is the funniest woman in Hollywood right now. I honestly believe that. I think she's fantastic, and she's been given bad roles. Kate McKinnon is not funny. Once again, she has one character she's got one tone and that's it there's nothing else to that leslie jones can be funny i do like leslie jones but she's also one of the worst persons in the world so really melissa mccarthy is the only talented person and they didn't do anything with her but she's done some bad movies before too because no one is immune to it Catherine Wingster says, Odin, did you hear the marketing people behind Joker are using the bad reviews for their poster advertisements oh my gosh that is amazing i want one of those posters <laughs> I want to remember that. If the movie's good, I'm going to find a way to get someone at my old theater to give me a poster. Uh, Rip Mongos, thank you very much for the $5 donation, says, I went back and watched the first original Ghostbusters. Still great. I miss good cinema. I'm right there with you. I love the first two Ghostbusters films. They're fantastic. They're fantastic for different reasons, and I agree. I miss good cinema, too. Uh, Jay Stowe says, Nano, Nano. Yes, Nano, Nano. Bruce says, Toss it. Toss it? What am I tossing? What did it did? What am I tossing? I don't have it. As I said, uh, the movie one of the, one of the movies is still back there. Um, hold on, maybe maybe when I maybe when I mention it again, I'm I'm off base right now. I'm off base right now. Laura says, "Honey Boy" is about a man and his child actor son who have relationship issues. Shia looks much older. Oh, interesting. Yeah, probably playing more to his age now, I would say. Kathy Wingster says, Odin, where can I find your Friday night streams with Gary? Uh, I don't think Gary keeps those public only because of the fact that they uh, sometimes hurt the algorithm of the channel, especially the really long ones. He tends to upload them later on to Nerdrotic Live, so make sure you subscribe to his Nerdrotic Live uh, channel because I think that he uploads them in full there. And if you can't, then definitely check his Twitter because... The link is still going to be up there from when he was promoting it, and the link will still work. It just means that it's unlisted, and as long as you have the link, it'll work. Uh, Tina says, sadly, Matthew was correct. I guess part of me hoped it was true. We all did. Oh, no, me too. And again, I was in the middle. Until that stream, the one that I just talked about where people started just going insane, I I was in the middle. I was like, hey, I honestly think she's gone, and I really do think at some point she's going to leave. I, I that's just, Again, that's just my heart of hearts, but I don't have any evidence to back it up. But I also was like, but Matthew's making a lot of sense here. And then, of course, in that stream especially, a lot of important information started to come out that seemed to indicate the nature of some of the people that were saying the things that they were saying, and it really just exposed the whole thing. And I, I think it's a very important stream. Stephanie B says, why do you ignore me? I'm terribly needy and fussy. I don't ignore you. Stephanie B, every, you've, you've now contacted me like three times, and I've, I've said hi to you every single time. I'm not ignoring you. I'm not ignoring you. Come on. Lorenzo Hu says, what's up with Legendary deciding to go from a battle royal, king of the monsters, to a 1v1 Godzilla vs. Kong? Isn't that backwards? It is. But to be honest, I think that if they were smart, they would push Godzilla vs. Kong back another year. Because they did not make a lot of money. In fact, I think 
technically they may have actually lost money or barely broken even at the box office with Godzilla um, King of the Monsters because it cost a lot of money to promote it. It cost a lot of money to have all those monsters on screen and it barely, it didn't even make $400 million worldwide. That's not good. That's a film that should have made a billion. That was a film they thought was going to make a billion, and then it didn't. And so if they want to have a chance to have that franchise continue, they need to go back to the drawing board and make sure that their films are not just going to be really crappy, really crappy human stories with monsters in it, but instead really just badass, awesome <laughs> monster films. And any humans that are in it at least push the plot forward and at the very least have an interesting story that I can look to. <laughs> Oh, man, oh, man. All right, chat jumped on me again, so let's go ahead and go back up. All right, that's Lorenzo's. Mike Martinez says, I still have to watch The Fanatic, especially hearing that it's it's this generation's The Room. It really is. It is one of the worst active films. What's different about this one, I will say this much. The big difference, of course, is The Room is bad on every level, technically, um, you know, academically, spiritually, everything about it's awful. The Fanatic is actually a well-produced film. You know, it, it's made with good cameras. It, it has a cinematographer. It has some people that know what they're doing behind the scenes. Um, and it shows, you know, The Room had some people too, but it didn't really show because Tommy's vision just took over everyone else's. If you've ever seen The, the Disaster Artist, you'll know what I'm talking about. But uh, The Fanatic has a Tommy Wiseau-like performance in it, uh, to say the least. Super says, should have been more specific with my comment earlier with Apple TV. Wanted to know your opinion on a tech company such as them moving into content production. Well, I think it's dangerous because I think it starts to raise questions about uh, antitrust. I think it starts to raise questions of what can a company do? Because not only are they now creating content, now they're having their own streaming service. And it's not going to be long before that becomes something different. They start to expand. They start to add more onto it. And then when that happens... What does that mean when a company gets so big that it starts to put its hands into a lot of different pots? And when does that become, and when does that become violations of antitrust? I think that it's a valid question to ask, and I don't think enough people are really asking it. Crazy Boy 19, what's going on, man? Thank you so much for the follow. I appreciate you very much. Blake Kirku, hey, how's it going, man? Uh, Niggle Noodles says, how much would I have to donate to you for an entire stream as Statham and... (laughs) How much would I have to donate for you to do an entire stream as Statham and Madden? Oh my gosh. Well, you see, I'm not going to put a number on it because I just don't think I could. I don't think physically I could hold up those voices the entire time. (laughs) Um, But I'm always willing to do, uh, you know pieces, right? I'm always willing to say, okay, read this entire thing in it, right? Or if you say, read a quote from this in this voice, I'd be down for that, right? I'd be down for reading a quote. I'd be down for reading a comment or something like that in a voice. As long as I, as long as I know how to do the voice, because there's sometimes when, and Laura knows this, she'll put in lyrics and then she'll think that I'm, you know, I'm music smart enough to know the song. And then oftentimes I don't because I'm not music smart a lot of the time. Uh, But yeah, I don't mind singing that kind of stuff either. So yeah. Again, anything within reason, I'll do. Anything within reason. I'll even do that for people just in the general chat uh, some of the time. But, of course, I'll try and do a little bit more because, again, time is a very precious thing. But time and your hard-earned money, obviously, I'm going to give a little bit more of them. Super says, wait, Ava DuVernay blocked you on Twitter. Yes, she did. A famous established director blocked you. A YouTuber, beautiful. The absolute state of entertainment. Yep, she blocked me because I kept asking her questions about her movie 
and she didn't like it very much. Again, I was I may have been a little salty. May have been a little salty, but y'all have seen me on Twitter. I, I'm never the ugly, oh my gosh, you're terrible, blah, 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 blah. Like, I've, I've never been that kind of person. JDBuck76 says, Star Wars is dead and gone. I finally come to accept it. I hate that the greatest IP ever uh, made has been killed and the corpse defiled in front of the family members, a.k.a. us. Yeah, it really is sad, and that's why the hopes that I do have, you know, the hopes that I do have for things like Mandalorian and Clone Wars Season 7, and who knows? Maybe, I know that Laura's excited about this, there's a potentiality that Rebels could even be continued, uh, because obviously there's some talks behind the scenes about Dave Filoni staying involved in, in some certain things, and that'd be freaking awesome. There's nothing official about that anyway. Um, I mean, I'm not trying to say anything's official, but I, I think that definitely that we could, you know, speculate that it's a possibility at the very least, and those are types of things that normally I would be excited for, but then you look to see what Disney's doing in every single other area, and you just it's hard to. It really is. It's really sad. Uh, Tina says, Bridesmaids wasn't the greatest comedy in the world. I had a couple of good moments, but he's not a director who has me jumping up and down with excitement. Exactly. So he's, he's a competent director, but he's not a Scorsese. You know, he, he's not a Spielberg, early Spielberg, right? New Spielberg lately has, has kind of just been hit and miss with certain things. I, I still cannot get over how much he screwed up Ready Player One. I mean, that is a book that tells you exactly (laughs) what to do. And because he decided to take it completely CGI and not like real world, you know, the whole point of Ready Player One is that the world that they go into, right? You know, the, 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 um, oh my goodness, why am I blanking out? Oh my gosh, I hate blanking out on these things. But anyway, the uh, VR, right? The virtual reality world they go into is supposed to look real. It's not supposed to look cartoonish. Everything in the book presents it as bi- it looking as real as possible. And to the point where you're playing games sometimes. You're playing video games in the VR. And the only way that can really work is if you look real in it, right? That, that's like the only way it can really, you know, translate as well. But yet he decided to make everything, every person, every element CGI. And, and you know, because again, one of the other parts of the film is you're supposed to go into a movie. There's a really cool, cool part in the book. And they, they do have it in the movie. It's just not as good. They have a really great part of the book where they go into an actual movie. And guess what? Movies, unless they're animated, are live action. And so, therefore, that requires you to be real. But that doesn't happen either. So, yeah, I just have a lot of issues overall. And I, I, I don't know why I'm running on that one. But anyway, Paul Feig, you know, Paul Feig, Paul Feig, Paul Feig is definitely not one of any of those directors I mentioned. Hybrid X13 says, random fun fact, the, uh, the politician character Palpatine and Taxi Driver inspired the name Palpatine of the Emperor in Star Wars. Interesting. Did not know that. Tina says, every time you all mention Fury, I keep thinking about Barbara Stanwyck movie where she puts out Judith Anderson's eye. Oh, my goodness. And she's grinning at that. <laughs> that's, oh, that's terrible. Stephanie B says, insufferable. Insufferable. Hyman says, your phone is possessed by an SJW ghost Odin. Spray it with salt. I actually do have blessed salt next to me, so (laughs) if I need to perform an exorcism, I have some of the tools to do so. Micah Martinez says, when are you and FlickPick going to do another video? I've been enjoying seeing you collab with him. Well, we we do every two weeks, we do a podcast for his Patreon, and I know that we're in talks right now to do a other podcast together that'll be public, Um, so stay tuned for that. Uh, He's still working a lot of the details out behind the scenes, and obviously it's going to be his baby, and so whatever he needs me to do, if he does need me to help him out with it, I'm there. But right now, the initial plan was that we'll have have another podcast that we'll end up doing, but I, I think that's... We're gonna try. I'm gonna try and get him back on the channel at another another point in time because he's like always oh, like, hey, I mean, I oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Because I 
you know, he, he, he's been doing his podcast with a really great uh, YouTuber. He doesn't do YouTube anymore, but uh, Crazy Jason. And it's always fun to listen to them go back and forth. Uh, but Crazy Jason's kind of been MIA for a bit. Uh, we don't really know <laughs> what's going on, but apparently that's how it's always been, uh, where it's just like, you know, he's there, he's not, he's there, he's not. So I've been filling in uh, when I can. And so he's in a, you know, so I'm going to try and get him back on the channel at some point in time. But yeah, we were going to have, we would have had a video together uh, a couple weeks ago when It Chapter 2 came out early, but I couldn't go to the screening. So if there's ever a screening again, or I know that I'm going to try and head back down. So probably during fall break, I'm going to try and head down to his neck of the woods if, if, uh, if he wants me to. So that way we can just hang out, maybe watch a movie or something and maybe film some content for our channels. But yeah, uh, I, I, I pretty much talk to him. You know, I, I text with him almost every day. And, uh, yeah, he's doing fine, but yeah. Hybrid says, sprinkle it with the salt! Grandma Zayona says, I think if episode 9 is so bad as Reddit leak, I think that's the last time Disney will get profit from Star Wars. So bad plot, make the fandom go full boycott a lifetime. Well, keep this in mind, they made no profit off of Solo's initial theatrical run. I mean, they lost $200 million on that investment. Now, there's a chance they made it up after the fact with licensing agreements and with the film being shown on television and things like that, because you do make some money off of that. There's a chance they could have made it up, though something tells me it would have taken them a lot longer than usual because $200 million is not an easy number to make up. But, yeah, I could definitely see Star Wars not being as profitable as it was before. Robert Frey says, Undone was amazing. Rosa hits it out of the park again. I've heard great things about it. It's got great audience and critic scores, so I can't wait to watch it. Alex McCarthy says, Starting John Wick 2 right now. Still listen to you. Awesome stream as always. Well, thank you, Alex McCarthy. I appreciate it. Super Anime Gamma says, yeah, they are. Check Joker's Twitter. Remember that awful IndieWire review where Joker, they suck it in a poster and made it seem like he loved it. It was hilarious. That's fantastic. That's great. Toss Captain Marvel says Bruce. Okay. Um, okay. I wasn't sure if I had one. So I had my, uh, so one copy is already on the ground. Here's the other copy. So this is Captain Marvel. This is Captain Marvel right here. There we go. There we go. It's gone. Super says, ooh, he said something, and then the chat jumped on me. Let's see if I can find it. Let's see if I can find it. Super Anime Gamer says, last night's Friday Night Tights is on Nerdrotic Live. Well, there you go. So, yeah, the last week's episode of Friday Night Tights is available on Nerdrotic Live right now. So, my guess is that over the next day or so, he'll get the other version, uh, the one from last night, uploaded there, too. Cena says, my Valkyrie sis needs love. She's had a rough week. Well, I'm, I'm giving the love. Show some love to Stephanie B in the chat, everybody, because she's awesome, and she deserves it. Glenzer says, if you could go back in time and attend an opening night, which movie would you choose? My choice, Frankenstein 1931. That's a great one. I think that, especially with the current content we're talking about right now, I think that one that obviously comes to mind is the first Star Wars, because I just can't imagine what hearing, you know, the, the fanfare for the first time in, the, in that, you know, that way uh, you know, hearing the score for the first time, you know, experiencing it live. It, it'd be really cool to be a part of that. And then, as, of course, I go back to my favorite moments of all time. I actually would like to be there opening night for It's a Wonderful Life. The reason being, that movie flopped. Believe it or not, that movie was a flop. So I would love to have gone opening night to that because I would love to have seen how few people went to it and how many failed to realize the classic that they were missing on screen. So that would be my two choices. Uh, Bruce says, Godzilla King of the Monsters was so bad, it caused me to get rid of all of my new Godzilla King movies. That's right. So Bruce sent me uh, three of the Godzilla films to give away. And so Alex McCarthy won that set last week. And those are in the mail. Th those got put in the mail yesterday, Alex McCarthy. So you should be getting the 
entire Godzilla trilogy, the modern Godzilla trilogy, uh, within the next week or so. Uh, Michael Martinez says, The human characters in Godzilla King of the Monsters were so very boring. Yeah, they were, and they made up most of the movie. It wasn't like a 50-50 split. 75% of the movie was boring human characters, boring human plots, and then 25% of it was the monsters, and half of that we had already seen in the trailers. And that's why that was my biggest concern going in was I think they're showing way too much of the monsters in the trailers, and sure enough, they did, especially with how much more human interaction and human story they had going into it. Zach Gregg says, Disney needs broken up, bro, uh, uh, needs to be broken up so badly, it's just like big tech. I agree. And that's why you now have companies like Facebook, companies like Google that are being investigated because of censorship. And I think eventually they should all be looked into for antitrust, for sure. And I would put Apple in that discussion, too, especially now with them having their own streaming service. Captain, excuse me. Captain Wingster says, Odin, what are you talking about? Just accept your tech overlords without question. Yes, of course, of course. Of course. Blake Hanlo says, what are your thoughts on Bob Iger stepping down as CEO in Disney in 2021? What happens uh, and who replaces him? I don't know who replaces him. I have no idea who replaces him. I'm sure the board of directors has someone in mind. But I think that him stepping down is totally his choice. The dude's made millions of dollars in revenue. The dude makes crap tons of money in bonuses. I mean, this is a guy that's not strapped for money. And something tells me that he will probably still be a board member. He will definitely still be a part of Disney, just not as an active CEO. And I think that it's not him being punished. I think it's it's his full choice. You know, he's getting up there in years, and he's probably going to want to try and do other things. And guess what? He's done everything he wanted to do. You know, he's got Star Wars. He's got Marvel. He started his streaming service. The big thing he wanted to do was the streaming service. That's been his baby for a long time. So now that that's finally going, there's nothing left for him to do in his mind, based on everything that we've been hearing. Now, could there be stuff going on behind the scenes? Sure. We don't have any of that information. And anyone claims to have inside sources and that can't prove that they have inside sources probably should not be listened to, especially since a lot of them were the same people in the stream that I talked about earlier, in which now they just all look like silly people. Zach Gregg says, do stream and a smidgen of us. I can't do the whole stream. That, that would totally destroy my voice. No question, that would destroy my voice. Super Anime Gamer says, agreed, Melissa McCarthy is funny, and McKinnon, I think she's talented and has charm, but you're right, she doesn't have a ton of range, she's got to bring her energy way down, agreed, way, way, way down, many centuries ago, not long after the Bible began. <laughs> uh, but thank you for the lemon donation, man, over on DLab. I see all of my DLab people. If any of y'all have any questions or comments, just put add Odin at the beginning and, and just let me know. I appreciate you. Mm. as my dogs bark. Sith Kryptonian, what are you doing, man? Thank you for the $5 super chat. He says, all hail the Allfather. Just stopping by to show that. Well, thank you, Sith Kryptonian. Go subscribe to him, man. Sith Kryptonian is a good dude. I'm so glad that he's back to making more videos. I'm so glad that the Senate stream is back. I missed it. Of course, he starts the Senate stream back again as soon as we start to expand Friday Night Tights, as soon as I become welcomed on to be a, a, <laughs> a regular on that stream. Of course he starts. Of course he starts it then. But thank you, Seth Kryptonian. I appreciate you, man. You're awesome. He is awesome. Uh, Nessa Nessen says, Ryan Johnson fancies himself a cultural zeitgeist. He is trying to get Man he's trying to Mandela affect the reaction to Empire Strikes Back. I hope he keeps talking and reminds people about The Last Jedi so no one sees the rise of Soy Walker. I think a lot of people are gonna be not seeing that film, I tell you. You know, it's it might as I said, I think it's still making money. 
because I think the normies are just such a large group of people that they're going to entice them in because they're going to hear names like Palpatine. You're probably eventually going to hear people like, oh, Luke Skywalker could be back or, oh, you could have Leia be back. And uh, as a force, their names are going to be dropped. Because now, of course, the big names being dropped are, oh, you could see Yoda or, you know, the, um, uh, the article I talked about today. Oh, Mace Windu. Like these names are going to be dropped, whether they're reliable or not. Again, anyone's guess. But they're going to throw every name in the book that's Star Wars related to try and bring in as many normies as possible. Right. As many normies as possible. And because of that, I think the film will make profit. I don't think it's going to be in the massive hit that they want it to be, though. Again, my, my prediction is between $800 and $1.1 billion. I think it's going to make less than The Last Jedi. Now, it could make more. Absolutely. It's coming out December. It's got some competition, but not a whole lot coming out the same exact week. Obviously, Cats the Musical is going to be a huge movie that it's going to have to fight. The nightmare fuel known as Cats the Musical. But in all reality, <laughs> for being completely real, though, I think that it has enough for it to be successful. But the opening weekend, the first and second weekend, are going to be huge in telling us how well it's being received and if it's going to make as much money as they think. Jay Stowe says, I am a huge animation fan, so with this Woken politics going on, it makes me happy to see companies like Universal re-releasing the full Lion and Vehicle Voltron, also He-Man and She-Ra. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool to see that. And also, it's really cool right now in physical media because you have so many classic films being now re-released on 4K. And some of them haven't had a release since DVD or, or you know, subpar Blu-ray transfers. And so it's really cool to see a lot of these old school films that were actually on film with these beautiful um, 4K transfers. It's been really cool to see it. Um, Alec Muna says, I hated Lincoln. They sold it as a biopic on the man and ended up being a three-hour C-SPAN procedural movie on the 13th Amendment. And I'll say this much. I agree about the marketing. I personally loved it because I am one of those persons where I will watch C-SPAN from time to time, right? I know it's boring. I know it's procedural nonsense. I get it. And most people aren't going to like it, right? Are not going to be entertained by that. But it did entertain me. So Lincoln's actually a film that I did like a lot. Uh, I would say War Horse would be a film that, you know, I, I thought that it was impressive the first time I saw it. And then I saw it again and I said, ah, I just have no desire to see this movie ever again. And to me, really good classic films are films you want to see more than once. Not always the case, but but I feel like most of the time. Laura Ryan's <laughs> see, Laura says, please read as Jason Statham. Nothing, uh, uh, nothing kills me. I'm immune to 179 different types of poison. I know because I ingested all of them when I was in a poison ingesting crime rig. <laughs> yes. I love that. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Oi, I'm immune. <laughs> yes. Venom Broly says people praise Cameron, Spielberg, Ridley Scott, Lucas, but these old versions, uh, the old versions of them, billionaires, have nothing to prove anymore. My favorite Cam movie is still The Terminator made with no money. Yeah, my, my favorite is still Terminator 2. And I know that there's a good, healthy debate to be had over whether, you know, what film is better. I'm personally a T2 person because I love action films. Um, I think that they're both good for different reasons, but T2s, that's why I like Aliens more than Alien. And yet there's also a debate to be had there too. But again, it's because I'm more of an action film person. I'm more of an action film person in general. I'm more of an action film person. I don't know why I'm talking like this. I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> what, what am I even saying? Oh, uh, where am I? Where am I? Micah Martinez says, my fall break starts on October 4th. Can't wait. Micah Martinez, mine starts then too. 
So we have the same fall break. That's awesome, man. Uh, yeah, we, we have school on that Friday the 4th. And then so it'd be very exciting because I've already seen The Joker. Because I'm going to really try and hope to see that opening night. Because I haven't seen it. I have not seen an opening night movie in such a long time. I have not seen a movie in a theater in a long time. And it's because I just find, I just feel like I don't have time. I feel like there's so little time in a day. And I want to be able to expand the time. I want to create a, a, a time chamber. You know what I want? I want, I want the, any Dragon Ball Z fans in here, you'll know what I'm talking about. I want to create the hyperbolic time chamber because I want to just go into a hyperbolic time chamber for a year because it'll be a year in there, but it could be like a day or two in the real world. And I'm just going to bring in my entire movie collection and I'm going to watch every movie. I'm going to record all the, like, could you imagine? That'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. And then I could just come out and I'll drop like 365 videos all at once, <laughs> all reviewing every single movie I watched. Man, that'd be amazing. That would be freaking fantastic, man. There's so many things I want to watch. TV too. I'd have time for TV finally. Tommy says, but with compound interest on that loss for Solo, I don't see how they could get into positive numbers with all the time in between the initial release. Well, I guess, Tommy, you could look to the fact that maybe not on the film itself, but because of their huge Marvel successes, you could say that that would end up covering for the losses overall. I think that would probably be what they would end up going with. But yeah, Bruce says, now you know what toss it means. Shouldn't have to say Captain Marvel anymore. Okay, I know, but as you all know, we jump from topic to topic sometimes, and I don't remember even talking about Captain Marvel when you said that's why you said it. I was like, but we weren't talking about Captain Marvel, so why would I <laughs> why would I toss it? I feel like it should at least be talked about. All right. Uh head him over to my D Live people. We got Stray Dog65. What's going on, Stray Dog? Says, I loved watching you and the gang last night. Great stream. Well, thank you, man. I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. He also says, with the size of the movie market, is it really possible for a movie to lose money? Um, yes and no, right? Because if you talk about initial release, absolutely, because it's easy for us to look at their budget. It's easy us for to easy for us to calculate, you know, within a pretty close range how much a film costs to make completely and how much a film actually made. And then be able to tell what the plus, what the negative is, right? And so we, we can. Now, when it comes to after the film's release, that's where it becomes a lot more questionable, right? Because we don't know exactly how much it costs for them to produce a Blu-ray, right? We don't know what the actual cost per disc, per artwork, per whatever they're releasing actually costs them, like the net cost of it, right? And so it's hard for us to really be able to tell how much profit they're making off of those Blu-ray releases. Because let's say Solo sells no copies, but like let's say it sells 10,000 copies. Well, if it costs them overall you know, $5,000 to make every single disc and then they make you know profit off of those discs... Again, it's hard for us to really calculate those things. So aftermarket, yes, definitely harder for us to figure out. In market, though, when it's actual theatrical release, yes, we can we can figure something out for sure. Lexton, thank you very much for the follow. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hybrid X13 says, no offense or anything when you said, send some love, sounded like hippie Charles Manson. Send some love, man. Uh, Captain Wingster says, is Undone on Amazon Prime? Yes. Uh, last time I checked, it was on Amazon Prime. Michael Martinez says, I would love to travel back in time and go see the Lord of the Rings trilogy in theaters along with the Dark Knight trilogy. Man, yeah. Um, I saw I saw all the Dark Knight movies in theaters. Um, I think I saw all of them opening night, actually. I know I saw Dark Knight because I saw it with my really good friends from high school. Uh, we saw the Dark Knight together. And then, yeah, I, I saw them all in theaters. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw Batman Begins in theaters. Yeah. They were great. They were great on the big screen. And what was amazing is that one of the films I saw, like, with the actual film reel, because I think, 
I think Batman Begins came out before all the theaters went digital. I think. Uh, Bruce says, yes, it was the human story with Millie Vanilli Brown. Ah, yes, 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 yes. I know. I love Millie Vanilli. I like how that's the name you give her, yeah. Millie Bobby, uh, Bobby, Millie Bobby Brown? Millie Bobby Brown, yeah. And again, she's a great little actress. They, they just had no story. Tina says, and when Bob Iger steps down, then the crap will hit the fan with Disney and the new person will have to take the blame. Yes, 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 indeed. Alice McCarthy says, awesome, can't wait for the Godzilla. By the way, either tomorrow or Monday, I'll donate my John Wick 3 code since it's not voodoo. Awesome, Alice McCarthy. Well, thank you very much, man. I appreciate that. Bruce says, your poster is talking to me. Watch Alita Battle Angel. Yes, it's over my shoulder, so that way you can always see it. <laughs> Every now and then I'll have to switch it up and just have like I'll have John Wick over there one day. Since it's, since it's magnets, I can just you know it's metal and magnets. I can just change it. Uh, Mike Martinez says sequel trilogy is equivalent to the Hobbit trilogy in terms of box office. Each movie made less money than the than the next, but they were still profitable in some ways. Yeah, exactly, Mike Martinez. That's why I think that it will still make money, uh, but it's not going to be the bomb that Solo was. There's a lot of things working against Solo. One of the main reasons, of course, is it was in the shadow of the Last Jedi. And so episode nine is going to have had a lot more time between then. And so I really do think that because of that reason, it, it has a lot more ability to make more money than before. Anthem21X, what's going on, man? Says, I hate the argument that bringing Palps back doesn't ruin Vader's redemption because he saved Luke. But he saves Luke only for Luke to get all his students killed and become a bum. Not my Star Wars. Exactly. And that's why so many of us have so, I would say hardcore fans, I would say it's probably pretty split. I think there's honestly, out of hardcore fans, a 50-50 split on who's excited and who's not excited, right? Because some people like it, or at least are are numb to it, that they don't care really. And then there's obviously many of us that are passionate about saying, no, 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 this is not our Star Wars. This is not the characters that we have fallen in love with. Superman McGamer says, don't Iger, uh, didn't Iger want to run for office? Wasn't that speculated as the reason he wants out? Kind of creepy. He makes Disney into a corporate overlord, then wants to get into politics, in my opinion. Yeah, so that's been a rumor for a long time. Many people thought it'd be for 2020, but obviously that's not going to happen. So yeah, I think that especially if you have something like Trump winning in 2020, that could propel him to be the the big person to try and take over the Democratic Party by 2024. Uh, That'd be interesting. Michael Martinez says, overall, the rise of Soy Walker will make less than Last Jedi, in my opinion. Predictions for it, uh, for him, for Michael Martinez, are 850 to 1.1 billion. I-, I think that's a good number. Again, I think 1.1 as a ceiling is is a pretty good one. I really do. Uh, Nessa Nason says, I predict 100% by critics on Rotten Tomatoes for the rise of Soy Walker, just like R- Ruins Knives Out. I actually, I'm going to counter. I'm going to say it's going to be high. But I honestly think that that film will end up in the 